Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace la Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to episode eight of Embrace La Musica. Last week, we had some technical difficulties as I was trying to record this podcast with our special guest today, Rafaela Tarasi. And I'm so excited that this week it's actually going to work, but this is all part of the process. As I talk about in episode one of Embrace La Musica, like what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen sometimes is that we have technical difficulties, but we're all learning here. So Rafaela is a friend of mine that I first met through our Women Helping Women organization here in Guadalajara. If you are living abroad or if you are living in any sort of community, an organization like this, the one that we have here in Guadalajara is amazing. It started as a Facebook community thanks to one of our friends, Terrell Martinez, years ago, and now we're close to 600 expat women who can all share our experiences about living abroad, whether it has to do with Mexican paperwork or where we can go find stovetop stuffing when Thanksgiving comes around every year. And normally with this group, we have a coffee morning or a breakfast every month to connect and to learn from other women in the group. So back in December of 2019, Rafaela, who's also a fellow expat here in Guadalajara, and an interior designer, she shared with us her most recent certification and career change. But before she jumps into all things design and Marie Kondo, Rafaela, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? And where has your expat journey taken you over these last few years? So um, thank you so much for having me again here on the podcast. Um, So I'm Italian. And uh, um, I left Italy in 2007 because um, I had a job opportunity in Luxembourg. So uh, my, hus- my husband, well, at the time we were not married yet, but um, he, he was already working there. So um, having this opportunity was a great thing for me to start a common project with him. So I moved to Luxembourg and we stayed there for six years. Uh, then we moved to Singapore in 2014 with our two little boys. One was uh, uh, five months and the other one, one year and a half. And uh, uh, only last year, we moved here to Mexico. Uh, and I totally rejoin you what you were saying about women helping women. And I would like to add one thing that for me is uh, super important. When I was living in Singapore, I, used, um, I was part of an association that is very similar with the same objectives of uh, uh, women helping women, and we are still in contact. So this relationship that you build when you live abroad, actually you will bring them with you for most likely the rest of your life. They are really special. No, and that's so true. And I love hearing how 
you have been all around the world, literally going from Italy to Luxembourg to Singapore and now coming here to Mexico. So what brought you to Mexico? So uh, we came here mainly for my husband and job. Um, and yes, here I had a big opportunity to uh, attend to the seminar of Marie Kondo and become a certified Marie consultant. Um, I have a totally different background. I studied the economics in university and uh, um, before uh, moving to Singapore, I worked for many years in the retail industry and I was mainly in charge of visual merchandising and um, category management. So I was a lot into like create a nice looking and working shop. Um, and when I moved to Singapore, I decided to take a diploma in interior design. But I realized that what I was really, um, uh, what, what I was liking and loving the most was helping people fall in love again with their homes. Because I realized that most of the time when we rent a house or we buy one, we actually kind of fall in love with this place because uh, we have many options, but we choose a specific one. It doesn't matter if it's uh, like in its renovation, there's like a magic chemistry that happens. But as the time passed by uh, with the kids, with the, I mean, the lack of time, so many things that happen, we tend to forget this relationship with our home. And I started working like helping, by helping people falling in love again with their home, redefining their lifestyle at home and what they wish for them and their life at home. And becoming a, a culinary consultant was kind of an obvious, obvious step for me. And when I read that there was a seminar in, in Los Angeles, which is very close from uh, Mexico, considering Singapore life, for example, I said, okay, I have to go. And here I am now. No, and that's amazing. I love how you put like a magic chemistry with your home, because I think so often you're right. Kids happen, work happens, life happens. I know I've told you in the past, Rafaela, that I find I end up having piles of things around my home and life gets busy and you forget what you first loved about your home. Um, so as a fellow expat and entrepreneur who has quite a vast background going from economics to interior design, how did you start your um, business here with Con Marie. I know you went to the seminar, um, but then how are you helping people now with their homes? Um, it's funny because when I was at the airport uh, flying back here to Mexico, I wrote to you and I asked uh, um, if I could post on the Women Helping Women website um, because I had to find clients for my practice. Uh, we had the se we had the seminary where they explained us everything, but then we had to do like uh, also some practice, like most of the certification in the world. Um, and so, of course, most of the uh, women in women helping women are experts. So uh, it's funny because uh, expert women became my crew, let's say. And um, I realized that right now I'm targeting a lot my services to this community because I think that um, my experience, as you said, can help them a lot. Um, when we uh, move around, we struggle a lot with um, cultural differences or uh, how do I keep my personal original culture and at the same time 
adjusting the new one. And at the same time, living abroad is extremely stressing because um, it's, it's super interesting, but it's in a certain way difficult because you are constantly um, exposed to learning new things, which again is exciting, but at the end of the day, it might be tiring. So I realized that it's extremely important for anyone, but especially for expat women to feel extremely safe at home to find a balance in their home because outside of their ho- of their home they are constantly exposed to new things and uh, of course the things that we don't know like brings anxiety and stress and so on so um right now yes i'm, I'm working mainly with the expert community and i'm super happy it's super interesting because when i when i go working with them in the homes of of, the, of my clients Uh, I discovered so so many funny things because they've been traveling all their life. So, uh, like, really, there are so many things that they're collecting through their, during their um, trips. And it, it's super interesting. It's just amazing. Yeah, and I think that the expat community being a part of it, you're right. Like, there are so many new things that we face every day. And even after you've been in a place for a long time, you find that throughout your journey, you've sort of collected different items, whether it's maybe in your case, you know, you bring Italy with you as you travel from place to place and you have that sort of comfort or that something that sparks joy, like I know Marie Kondo says, and I know that you um, help others find things in their home that really do spark joy. Absolutely. For example, I, I used to work with um, with a lady from Colombia. She left Colombia so many years ago. And um, and only recently when I was working with her, so she, it was like October, November, she was telling me, you know, I miss in my homes like things from Colombia. I'm, my kids are growing up, growing up without anything in their homes that reminds them Colombia. So she started like um, writing to her mom, to her brother, to send her something like artisanal products or things that like even books that can say, can remind them like where they come from. Because I think that what hap- expert community deal with is cultural adaptation um, and cultural, I would say, uh, differences when they come in a new country. But at the same time, when they go back to their own country, they don't feel the same. So at the end of the day, they say, okay, but uh, like in, in my case right now, I, I cannot say that I'm Mexican, but... When I go back to Italy, I'm not a tourist, but I'm not the same kind of person with the same like um, roots as I used to have when I left Italy. Because, of course, my personality, my background evolved uh, thanks to my experiences abroad. And so it's a really strange situation. I don't know if you feel the same. Probably with you, with the fact that your husband, if it's, he's from another country, it's even more difficult, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I... I love that you talk about that feeling of how we do feel so different when we go back to either of our homes. I being from uh, the States, my husband being from Peru, but we live in Mexico. So we find we have this constant um, cultural kind of clashing between three cultures and trying to teach our kids. Like, I love that you brought up that part because our kids really, I know my husband wants them to learn about, you know, his Peruvian traditions. And we have some art from Peru in our home. And then, you know, also bringing pieces of my home and 
you know, over the years, we've been here for a while now, we've brought a few things, even from my childhood, that my kids can now have and play. And it, you know, it makes me so happy to see them grow up with all these different things, but it can be hard. I know when we've been talking before, Rafaela, you've talked specifically about including kids in the process um, of going through things at home. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, So I just would like to add a thing that for me, it's super important. And it's one of the reasons why I started working this way. Um, Like my kids grow up without their like the grandparents and the roots and like for example my boys were born in Luxembourg but my little daughter was born in Singapore so for me the the fact that having a home that sparked joy and at the same time that collects uh, things of the country where we lived or that we visited together it's fundamental because um, I think that it's a way for them to build a kind of um, background or where where do they come from because otherwise it's very difficult for them to like say to to define their identity it's still very difficult because like although they have the Italian passport they speak Italian they've never lived in Italy uh, so uh, I feel that through the home I'm, I'm with, with my husband we are trying to create our own identity as an expat family moving around the world and um, about the thing of including the kids, absolutely. So, um, of course, it, it depends on the age of the kids, but it's absolutely possible to include them in a tidying process. And uh, it's also super funny because uh, um, kids can, starting from six, seven years old, they can already, they already have their own opinions, and they can already, and they can. Uh, how can I say, like express if something really matters to them or not. Um, so it's important to respect them and respect their opinions. Uh, and it's, it's important to ask their point of view because some of the things that maybe for us are important for them, they are not so much. Like I think uh, I was thinking a few days ago to um, like it's a dinosaur that I bought for my son when he was, um, I think I was still pregnant. And uh, I'm particularly in love with this dinosaur, but he doesn't care at all. Uh, so um, it's important for us not to get too attached to their stuff, but at the same time, we have to like ask their point of view. We can ask what they would like to do in their room, what, how they would like to decorate it. And um, and it's really funny to have a tidying process with the kids because, uh, like, you can you can do like a sort of game, uh, dress up, or uh, it can be a really joyful moment. Oh, yeah, no, that makes me happy to hear. I haven't yet really involved my children, being four and two, with this process, but I know eventually. <laughs> I'm going to definitely um, involve them so that they can be part of this process as a family. So thinking about the KonMari method um, and thinking about the fact that so many of us, if not all of us right now, are at home, what do you recommend in these kind of crazy times when we don't know how much longer we're going to be at home? What can people do to, whether it's tidy or simplify life uh, during these days of uncertainty? So um, I personally don't recommend to go through 
a tidying process. Uh, a long tidying process, well, a tidying process generally, especially if, if it involves the entire home, it's long and it demands lots of energy. So, um, and right now, uh, although we are safe at home, the situation, it's, it's overwhelming. And every day we hear something different about the future, about the present in terms of people that get sick or die. So, Honestly, it's a moment. It's an historical moment where I wouldn't engage in something that brings more. I won't say anxiety, but might overwhelm you even more. So, but it's totally possible to use this moment um, to bring joy into your home, um, and it's possible by doing simple things. I'm a huge supporter of very small projects. Um, that can bring you joy immediately, then can give you a sense of achievement. And, uh, and because of this, like, make you feel better. Uh, it can be everything. It can be like creating your home, uh, a corner just for you, where you can relax, read, do whatever you want, with, surrounded by the things that you really like. Or it can be, I, I was reading on um, an article that wrote another professional organizer, that she started a challenge on Instagram, which is called the 15 min win, 15 minutes win. So basically she proposed to choose a project, a tidying project, which will take only 15 minutes, like a drawer, uh, and you do it and it's done. And it makes you happy because maybe it's the junk drawer that is there since many years uh, and you finally deal with it. So look for a very small project. If you really want to tidy off, if you really want to bring joy in your home, look for a small project with um, like an immediate impact uh, that makes you feel good. Because otherwise, uh, there's really no point to make things, uh, I won't say even worse, but like to complicate your life. Let's say like this. <laughs> no, I think that's important to give ourselves permission to not have to do exactly. everything. But I do like the idea of finding those small projects, whether it's your junk drawer or your, you know, like a shelf of your pantry or something to make you feel like you accomplished something and to bring more joy into your home. Um, one of the things that I love, Rafaela, you're very active on Instagram. If anyone wants to look for Rafaela, it's details.by.rafaela, right? Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And she's very active, posting all sorts of little ideas, what she's doing with her kids or how to find certain spaces in your home. And one of the things, I've told you this before, Rafaela, but when you posted about your power spot, you, you inspired me. I said, I need a power spot. Can you tell us a little bit about that? The power spot can be everything. Like um, it can be an armchair, a room if you have the space, but it can even be like a, a drawer, whatever. It's basically a place in your home that is just and only for you. Um, I said the drawer because there's an example in uh, in one of the book of Marie Kondo when she talks about um, one of her clients that likes, uh, um, that she's particularly in love with a, with a specific pattern. So she, if, if I'm not mistaken, it's like mushroom or something like that. And she like uh, uh, put all the, these mushrooms uh, 
in a closet. And this is the place where when she feels tired, she opens this closet and says, oh, my collection of mushrooms. But this is a kind of exaggeration. But having a place where you can like relax, feel safe, it really can be like an armchair where you go and you say, okay, this is my armchair. This is my moment just for me. Um, your family, you can be sure that they will respect this, place, this space um, because they will see that brings you joy and makes you feel better. And finding a moment for ourselves uh, and having a designated place, it, it's really helpful, especially in moments like this when we are confined at home and, um, and we really need like, our space, although the space is limited and we have to share it with the other people of our family. So... Um, My power spot, for example, I'm, I'm extremely lucky because uh, this house that we have here in Mexico is, is bigger than the, one, the ones that we used to have in the past. So uh, when we rented this house, I said, my husband, this is going to be my room. And uh, I put here, like, um, I have a, a huge um, painting. I have uh, a library with all my books and the objects that we collected i have the armchair that used to be my power spot in the previous houses. And uh, yeah, when I'm here right now in my power spot and, and I feel good because I'm surrounded by the things that bring me joy. And, uh, and again, my kids understood pretty immediately that this wasn't my space. They respect me when I'm here because I think that they realize that, I mean, they can take advantage as well. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, my little power spot, because we don't have a house here where I can have an entire room, but I have created a little corner. It's in our bedroom. It's also my desk where I work and write and do things that I love doing. But after seeing your post, it really helped me envision what I wanted the space to look like and then actually take the steps to make it happen. It was kind of a, you know, a day by day process because I had a lot of junk that I realized I didn't need here. <laughs> and so clearing that out has helped me, yeah, just feel more calm and have a place to kind of um, step away and relax a little bit. Oh, I'm happy that's fine. <laughs> yes. No, thank you. And so Rafaela, as you're working uh, with clients, obviously things are a little bit different right now given the circumstances, but how can people find you i mentioned instagram but what else i know you have a website and then how how are you helping people uh right now or how are you usually helping people for your business so um i was really surprised and at the same time very happy because um at the beginning of this week i was kind of lost and i said oh my god now what do i do Uh, so i decided to ask my follower on instagram uh what they were interested in uh, and I gave some option and what really made me super happy is that uh, I asked of course if they were interested in uh, tidying together their home or uh, uh, I don't know there were many other things but I the two that they were the more important for me the most important for me were tidying your home and create a joyful home and I would say that 100% wrote me uh, I'd like to learn more about how to Um, create a more joyful home. So right now I'm shifting a little bit my attention on this uh, because again, it rejoins what I was saying before that I, I'm not so sure that is the right moment to start a tidying process, but I think it's the right moment to create a small um, moments of joy in our home. Um, so 
I will have it in the next two weeks, uh, two talks with two associations I'm in contact with. Um, and basically, I will continue building my, my business. I'm not having right now uh, online tidying sessions. Uh, eventually, if someone requires, I'm happy to support them. And, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's exciting. Congratulations. With, Thank you. Yeah, no, I know it takes a lot to kind of pivot where you've been going and to start something new. And I know as one of your Instagram followers, I'm excited to see the tips and the things that you're sharing about, yeah, bringing more joy into the home. I definitely think we all want that. We appreciate you so much taking the time to share with us your knowledge and your passion and your joy for what you've been learning. Thank you so much for having me here. So if you liked today's episode, please share with your friends, like, subscribe to this podcast so that we can keep learning together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace the musica.